Welcome back to another episode of Speaking Vibrations. It's your head vibrator, Vic. Uncle Vic, actually. Today, special guest, a brood of mine. A brood, another term for a brother. Brother Nate, what's up, bro? Let's go. Vic, it's so good to hear your voice. Oh, man, like, like spring water on a hot day, bro. Like water replenishing a dry rock. Mm, mm, you know what mm. I mean? You know what I mean? Oh, man, it's so good. It's so good to be here, bro. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> dude, it's so fucking good to hear your voice, too, dude. Yeah, man, it's been it's a while. Been, it's been too long, man. It's been too long. It's been too long since we had a, had a conversation. Yeah, for sure. We used to literally almost go days on end seeing each other every single day. I feel like we've probably gone years seeing each other every single day. Yeah, bro. I mean, um, you know, it's uh, it's tough because uh, you know, you know, you know how it is. Sometimes you're in college and you 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 build these bonds, and these bonds get so strong, and it kind of feels like something's missing when that bond gets severed, or if it gets uh you know, it gets separated for so long, but you know, they say the, you know, distance makes the heart grow fonder. And, um, you know, sometimes it's a sentiment that I, that I hate that it's true, but you know, uh, it's absolutely right. It's absolutely right. Makes the reunions that much sweeter, you know, you know, like that much more meaningful, like fine wine, baby. Gotta age. Gotta age. It tastes amazing, but then sometimes it turns to vinegar. So it's like, I don't know. Sometimes, uh, I get, yeah. I get, I get caught off guard with the colloquialism sometimes. But that's that's without the love. Like when they yeah, make Dubai, you know, like coconut mm-hmm. wine, the the difference is the awareness of when to bring it out from underneath the sun and to bring it into the shade, or to or the opposite, or to add more water. You know, like there's a there's an awareness and intention that you have to apply. And when you don't mm-hmm. apply it, and you you let it. I mean, you know what they say, without attention, everything dies, right? That's very, very true. That's very, very true. Actually, I'm looking at my plant right now, and it definitely needs some of my attention. <laughs> Just put a little water on that thing. Yeah, I've been trying back. to – I've actually bought a uh, – I bought this uh, trippy uh, solar-powered, uh, like, um, watering system to see if it works. Cause I've, been trying to, I've been trying to get this, uh, this garden on the rooftop uh, pumping, but – I've been hitting a lot of roadblocks, so yeah, I've been trying to figure this thing out, and it's been, it's been kind of eating away at my mind for a while. So I gotta, you know, I gotta scratch that itch. What kind of roadblocks are you hitting, bro? A lot of it is, um, you know, the solar panels. You know, they're 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 cheap solar panels, and um, you know, they're tiny and they don't really hold a lot of battery. So um, what tends to happen is those days when you know when we get a lot of overcast and we don't get that powerful sun beaming on the top of the roof what eventually happens is that it um the watering system doesn't function at Mm -hmm. its 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 proper optimal uh water pressure so um you know you know uh, i remember i don't know if you remember the roof so we've transplanted some of those uh some of those aloe veras and some of those plants and uh, you were right bro those things just exploded as yeah i told you those things the, blew up and, those things uh, thrive out there man yeah and i didn't even know that it was a lavender plant upstairs until we transplanted it and it is amazing it is growing all those beautiful buds and oh my god it smells amazing However, i was about to say how's how yeah. she smells you give her a little sniff Ooh, you know i gotta give it a little stroke and poke you know 
<laughs> but yeah, you know, it's been it's been blowing up, and I'm so I'm so thankful, you know, to the universe for just kind of guiding me and trying to just put me in the right position because, um, you know, it's uh, it's it, you know, Sayang that it was just sitting there and kind of just blossoming only when it would rain. So you know, we've been uh, you know, me and my mm-hmm. girl, we've been trying to work on uh, you know, a watering capturing system because you know, for some reason, okay. We okay. Were, yeah, when we were watering them with just regular water straight from the tap, it was nothing was going on. And I was reading about rainwater having all the minerals. Oh yeah. The, oh yeah. yeah. Just, and then oh, yeah. yeah, we started we started saving all that water. Dude, tap from the straight from the source, baby. Man, it's it got, was uh, that's where all you know, it's it's the rawest pure form right there. Man, it was just uh you know, it's been it, there's been a lot of things going on, but I'm just so glad that the the plants are starting to thrive. And, you know, every time I go upstairs and take a look at those bad boys, mm-hmm. I remind myself that, you know, that, that, that's, that's, that's like the universe's, uh, you know, roadmap. You just got to give it a little tender love and care, some water, some nutrition, and it's going to blow up like everything hey, in the world, you know? It's true. It's true. The, the thriving is going to transcend to you guys. You guys are going to mm-hmm. see how your love and nurture is going into it. And it is then, you know, greeting you with, with its own energy, you know, it's making a, oh, yeah. it's making the vibe in the area just a little more green, a little more natural, a little more wholesome mm-hmm. and grounding. You know, so yeah, it's so good. I can't wait till you come back and see the roof, man. It's been, uh, we're trying, I'm putting in a lot of work. So it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a tranquil place. A lot of the students that, uh, that live in the dorm have been, uh, you know, have been using the roof for their, for their private, uh, private intimate moments. Oh, Wow. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I got the I got the solar power lights on the on the roof, so it's looking uh it's looking very very sexy. It's looking very, you know what I mean? It's Dude, uh you can get little cam cameras really cheap nowadays. You just put you one know, up there and just keep people from doing too much frisky business. Oh yeah, well you know um a lot of it is mostly you know uh you know just late night drinks, maybe a little. Maybe a little canoodling here and there, but uh, but yeah, no exposed genitalia, thank God. Well, not, know. Yet. not yet, not yet. Or we don't want to, we don't want to capture the exposed genitalia on the on the cameras. We're trying to prevent that from even happening with the cameras. I mean, it's we're, we're trying to deter them from using that spot, considering there's an eagle eye. I'm not gonna lie. Them. I did put so uh so my It's brother, not for your voy- voyeur <laughs> pleasures, Nate. I mean listen, listen, listen. What I do in the privacy of my bedroom under the sheets is totally my business. <laughs> under the sheets. Hey man, there could have been a harmless voyeurism right there. But now that we're underneath the sheets conversation, you might be a You know, sometimes you gotta you got you gotta take it to the next level because you know sometimes when you're just titillating on the edge, it's not enough. You got to kind of dip. You got to dip not just your toes. You got to go like knee deep a little bit just to feel the, cut, to feel the coolness. Oh, you know my God. Mean? Yeah. And, and to transition and to, to take it from triple X to maybe R. Um, dude, with like the weirdness of edging and all that shit, like have you seen what Twitch streams look like now? Like the, the main feed oh of Twitches God. and stuff. It's like It's like these... These it's, people like kissing them, kissing the mic and shit, dude. It's basically a cleaver. And like, I like to call it a cleaver trap. That's basically what it what? is. What? Like What's a cleaver? Trap. So, so basically, a lot of it is. You mean a you thirst know, a trap? A lot of the things. Well, I call it a cleaver trap because 
you know, you get a lot of these simps out here and, you know, these guys, you know, a lot of them don't understand that masturbation is still a thing. And, you know, they're watching a lot of these Twitch streamers and they're just, you know, they're basically playing games with their, you know, with cleavage. That's basically what it is. And, you know, the views, the views are dictated by how much cleavage you can show. So, you know, if you're a top, you're shit out of luck. Like, you're, you're, you're in bad business. And no, you could just be kissing the mic a little extra stronger and, like, proving yourself like, with a little bit of extra effort. Like, dude, these... Yeah, dude, it's just what? so odd, dude. It's so weird to, like, like, see how they're incorporating different ways of sexuality through sensory uh stimulation right so like they're they're like they're i don't get it dude it's i can't wrap my mind around it because you know i mean i grew up in the playboy era i grew up in right right so the internet is still a very very brand new thing for me and i mean it's always me brand new that shit's so deep and like you know endless the the internet is endless metaverse like what's going on over here it's like the last 10 years has been this like gaping hole of just bombardment of advancement in technology. And it just seems like the people that are making the most headway are the ones that are exploiting is uh, if they're, you know, their attractiveness or, you know, I love mm-hmm. when people exploit their intellect, when they are really knowledgeable or skillful about something. Cause me personally, you know, I, I used to love playing video games on consoles. Now it's not really a thing for me, but I do love to watch. Like, I love watching a walkthrough of a video game. I love, you know, you know, listening to commentary, especially commentary from people that developed the game or that helped, you know, insight on the game. And then, you know, you get these really attractive women who are really attractive and they play <laughs> the game so poorly. And it's so difficult to watch without you know imagining like man this girl is making all this money making and, a lot of money bro and all she's got to do is play a game poorly and show some cleavage and then bam you got a million views you know i'm not really sure how the cut goes in terms of views when i have no idea either but it's like i think they oh, just straight up send money to each other dude I mean, yeah, I mean, that, but then again, you always got those dudes that, you know, you got haters and then people get swatted. And then, <laughs> thank God, that's, a, that's not a thing here in the Philippines because, you know, they're, it's not the same, you know, it's not the same. But, I mean, it's really interesting to see the, the transition of how we used to pick up magazines and, you know, you, you had to ask that dude that was over 18 and you had to wait outside the, the grocery store and be like, Hey, listen, can you just like, can you give me that, yeah. that, that hustler make sure it's the December? Cause I already got, I already got November. So it, Re- it remember it, those times it, when you, there would be that black plastic covering over the playboy magazines yeah, so and like, you couldn't, it, you, so you, you couldn't, couldn't see. And then and like, you know, was, you'd be, oh, you would be, the, you would be like, they're like trying to peek like behind the black thing or something you know what i mean you use because you'd see it you'd see like the forbidden black like just plastic front and like it's just so intriguing in its in its way that it's just all black and all the other like magazines are around it with like beautiful covers and it's of course you're gonna want to try and look at it like you and wonder what's there like you knew it's so it funny there. i love it it's like oh i can't see it i need to see it and i was like oh man but then now now we've got this whole you know this whole porn revolution and it's really difficult to watch like i can't even 
like I can't even do it. Like, you mm-hmm. know, it's uh, like I rem- I don't know if you remember, but, you know, I read my porn because, you know, it's. Uh, yeah, I found yeah, that to I be can't. that's like the most one of the most intriguing things I've ever heard in my oh, life. Man, the uh, the absolute most amazing orgasm in your life. I'm telling you, it is like, <laughs> oh, man, it's like a rocket shooting out of a small hole the size oh, of an orange it is oh, you don't even know man oh it is because uh, what it is it's 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 such a deeper connection and i think is it I, you're like feeling you're like feeling productive as <laughs> as like you yeah as you, as you really get into the storyline you really get your your especially mm. if you're like me you know i got a, a crazy imagination so when i'm reading and i'm visualizing and i'm stroking and i'm like getting in the rhythm it's a very very intimate process and it's it's not the same as you know like watching a clip and you know it's it's in hd and you got this girl with you know prosthetics everywhere and you're like oh man what's, what's going on over here it's it's so difficult to like uh to figure out <laughs> what's going on and then and then you oh got the guy God. who's got you know that penis steroids and he's like you know <laughs> saying all this hate conversation and it's really difficult to like it's it's, it's just mind-blowing it's so bro, hard. it's 9 a.m right there <laughs> right now in the philippines bro what is in your coffee <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I switched. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! I switched to Earl Grey because, uh, yeah, I was getting heart palpitations, so I could not mess with the coffee. And <laughs> you know, we just found a whole bunch of coffee in, in oh, storage, shit. and it was like you know, phonetically sealed. And I remember I took, uh, you know, I did uh, actually thanks to you. You know, I uh, I started doing cold brew, and then um, hell yeah, dude. Bro, I cold brewed this hazelnut Javalia coffee, and man, that thing gave me heart palpitations. I thought I was gonna have a heart attack mid-stroke, so I was like, "Bro, oh, you know you can cold brew Earl Grey tea as well, right? You can cold brew tea. Huh. I mean, it's just iced tea. That's basically make it's iced tea. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually never see. That's why I love talking to you, Vic. You know, a lot of people, you know, they ask Nate, you, come uh, on, man. I'm telling you, like, uh, I, I was reading this article the other day about how, um, you know our generation now the millennials are discouraged from looking at their their youthful counterparts for advice life changing alterating different types of mindsets and uh, that's what i always appreciated about you i always um, i always appreciated the fact that you know every time we had a conversation i could learn something from you and that was something that I, I think gets lost in translation with the age gaps, especially a lot of people that mm-hmm. have that hardcore ego. They, they forget that when you have a person who just thinks differently, has a different mindset, has a different lifestyle, they're exposing you to something that you were before ignorant to. And now they're showing you something. That's a blessing, man. And, you know, I think I that, appreciate that, Nate. Yeah, absolutely, bro. You know, that's that's always been one of my things that I've I've actually, you know, that's really, really, really um, something that has, uh, you know, blessed my my universe is that, you know, I've always been able to be open minded to that. The fact that there are people out there who are younger or there are people out there that had life life experiences that I've never had. And 
to close yourself off to that level of understanding. Hell you're, no. Yo, you're cutting, all, you're, you're cutting the limbs off. Come on. No come on. We're, not clo- we're not closing anything off to anything. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, you got to stay open. You got to stay open. Like, well, I appreciate that, Nate. But that's, that's also why I would always force for, you know, uh, these diverse sit downs and or just curious scenarios where learning and growth can happen, you know, whether it's from exploring through, you know, the jungle (laughs) or like, you know, or like the fields or the rivers and finding, you know, edibles as we go around after researching and showing that to the homies and, you know, uh, from edible flowers to edible mushrooms, you know, and, you know, it's, I feel like there's curse. If you turn your, your back at this stuff, man, if you, if you, if you close yourself off, it's like a curse. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's a, that's, you're lacking in poison. Yeah. You're, you're lacking in, in balance, right? You're, right. you're unable to see the, the whole picture. Instead, you only see your own. And You got the you got the mic mic scratch hard. Oh no! Oh no! How about now? All right, you're good. All right, sweet, sweet. Yeah, I'm gonna stop. But I'm yeah, gonna stop touching, I'm gonna stop touching my microphone because this thing is okay. This thing is high voltage in here. But from from the fields to you know like sitting down with sixty year old guys that from from scuba diving you know like after mm-hmm. when we go on these scuba trips we're sitting with 60 year old guys and i've introduced you to some like random foreign yeah. old guys before too and that's what that's what it's all about it's like bringing all the two spectrums into one table right and exactly. learning from each other and seeing and understanding you know, dude there's bro. actually there's actually this um this social experiment that i'm part of it's this organization it's called gastro church it's kind of wow. crazy right so it's this thing where we come together and have dinner parties and we have this like private chef that comes in and uh, we have drinks and um, the way it goes is uh, we have a sit down dinner basically and we just have like an abrasive, uh, intriguing, uh, you know, thought provoking general question. And from there, you kind of discuss that with the, the table that you're at. And the table wow. usually ranges from like 60 year old, I mean, you know, every age, and mm-hmm. it's pretty sick to be able to sit down again, yeah, with um, the full spectrum of people. I find that to be, dude, that's why Speaking Vibrations, is, is that's why it's happening. That's what this podcast why? is all about, right? That is absolutely why. You know, funny thing, me uh, me and some of the homies last night, we got together for a friend's par- birthday party. And we were legit talking about something in that same category but we were most well, the, the idea was we wanted to start like a cult but nothing <laughs> nothing too nothing too aggressive more like we were going to call it the science club and the idea Dude, that's was Scientology <laughs> bro <laughs> but it's basically getting together once a week and talking about things that you know help humanity because you know we've you know, I, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I know you, you're, you're really in tune and, um, with the universe, um, you know, like those deep, that those deep, deep mushrooms that are rooted into the earth. And, you know, when you, when you think about it in retrospect, you know, what this world is kind of 
lacking empathy and lacking, you know, um, awareness. And, you know, yep, we're, we're, yep. we're doing horrible things to our planet. We're doing horrible things to our bodies. We're doing horrible things to our neighbors. And, you know, we, the, the goal of, uh, well, the <laughs> last night, uh, obviously we had a couple of, uh, we had a couple of red caballos and we were trying, okay. to, trying to work through, through out. a couple back, through a couple, through a couple back. And, um, you know, the, the idea was that, you know, how do we use what we know and the people that we know to figure out this, this place that we live in and try to, you know, give back to this universe instead of continuing to take from it. So dude, tell them to hop on know. the speaking vibrations podcast and spread that vibration, bro. bro I'll everyone, tell you how, <laughs> everyone well, you've already has... had one. You've had already, I think you've already had one of them on, you know, Armando is going to be, uh, Armando is definitely in the science club. Haruni, Haruni is back in Duma. So love that. Love that. He's probably, he's, yeah. you know, he's trying to keep it. He, he's, he's about to get on the pod too. He's probably going to be coming mm-hmm. up here soon. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, the doc too, that, Aisha. We, we were talking to her last night. Doc, Aisha, love yeah, her. Doc, I mean, working that's hard, working hard. I, she's about to take the board. Oh, damn! Yeah, so she is. Yeah, praying for her. Yeah, we're sending man, her best yo, wishes. She, I'm someone. I'm sending her all the love and the vibrations because, man, you know that's that's some tough work. It's not. It's you know, it's not easy. You know, um, right? And it and you know, it's uh, it's tough because you know you back in the day you see these people every weekend and now it's you see them once every couple of months and you know the 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 beautiful thing i love about dumaghetti is especially when you have a a close tight-knit group of people you don't see each other for like a year or two and as soon as you see each other you knock back a couple of uh you know a couple of those pale pilsons and then all of a sudden that time kind of vanished it didn't it's 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 as if the time just kind of did a magic trick and you know harry houdini out of the room and now we're back to back to regular schedule programming you know back to thousands of miles away from each other dude remember when i was there for six months during the whole covid thing oh, during, i think it was like yeah. 2020 uh-huh. dude that that time flew by so quick so fa- it felt as if like you know right. it felt like you guys were only here for such a short time but yeah when now that you tell me six months i was like oh wow you guys were here for six months in yeah. the height in like mm-hmm. the pinnacle of covid and the world still, pandemic and it was just it was still like it was still love and vibrations it dude was, we were dipping dodge in the 5-0 like crazy out there that was oh, sick man. it was oh, do you remember God. when you chucked that fucking glass bottle off your roof and i went i went straight up navy seal team six and was about to escape the back end dude that was uh that was you know the military showed up dude funny the funny that was gnarly dude that is the first time we've done that that's not the first dude it just so happened just tell the vibrators what you did and uh what all right so i mean like the gravity of the building that we were on this is so, like a uh, seven floor seven. <laughs> no, you're you. So, uh, so we're on the roof of uh of my uh my family's dormitory. We own real estate here in uh, Dumaguete, and uh, just want to another another casual night with the homies. You know, everybody's on the roof. We're just rooftop vibing. You know, just just taking in the vibe, soaking in the stars. You know, knocking back a couple of red caballos and. Uh, you know, normally what I like to do is, uh, you know, I like to test my test my range and chuck uh, chuck bottles off of the off the roof. 
you know and, and dude you live on he has an intersection right outside of his building oh my god so yeah it's, it's a, a it's, heavy it's, it's traffic a, it's a it's a four-way intersection granted it was nighttime but i did miscalculate the time because it was around <laughs> 9 or 10 p.m oh it was the hypest time of the evening bro and it was in the midst of covid so bro. no one's supposed to be out Everyone's supposed to be home. Everyone's supposed to be locked in their cages. Yeah, we had a lockdown. There was a curfew. There was a lockdown. <laughs> there was a lockdown. And, uh, you know, I decided, you know what? I've chucked bottles off. Of Literally, this. congregating was one of, like, the no-nos. It was a huge no-no. Absolute no bueno. And, uh, you know, once once that bottle left my hand, in my head, I said, oh, yeah, as soon as that bottle left my hand. Well, in my head... You know, we've done this multiple times. It's not the first time we've chucked bottles off of the roof. In my head, I thought, okay, it's going to land safely in the grass, and it's not going to make a sound. Boy, was I wrong. I totally miscalculated the length. Lands in the middle of the street, shatters, explodes. Explodes. And in my head, I'm thinking, we'll be all right. It'll be fine. And, um, yeah, once that sound shattered everybody's vibrations everybody automatically went ninja mode that sound pierced the silence of the of the city it 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 pierced the silence it was uh and then you know be it as it may even though that did happen the only reason that you know uh you know 5-0 came and you know they tried to shut the party down Five O and Five O and the national the national guard ver the national guard. They just came down and well, luckily, there luckily we weren't no in martial enemy. law. Yeah, thank God, thank God. <laughs> if we were in martial law and you did that shit, and uh, the we cameras probably... were not up yet. The cameras, the street cameras, were not up yet. So, is there hella street cameras now? Oh yeah, man! Every oh dude, cameras now everywhere. Oh bro, Big Brother is yeah. looking everywhere on the Yo, on those yeah. streets, bro. Forget about that ding dong ditch days. Nah, those are hey. no bueno no more. Now it's just bing bong. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Welcome to the city. Damn. Well, was, yeah, that was that was, was crazy times being out there during the height <laughs> of that. Was, but it was yeah, you know, uh, looking back at it, it was, it, you know, it it, it felt as if uh, we were in a, you know, like a hardcore patrol state and we were, yeah. just, you know, we were just living like vandals, you know, and it, it is, it, it's, it's exciting. It was scary. It was, it was, it was dope. It was dope as freak, was, dude. That was sick. Was yeah. That was fashion. so, it was so edgy. <laughs> like it was right so edgy on the edge about to bust a nut. And had to take the blue balls, dude. It was right on the edge of hitting the grass and not, and it hit the oh, cement and shattered. And it, we and were right was- on the edge of martial law oh, and probably God. getting the whole entire military getting shoved up that dormitory and getting every oh, room cleared God. if they were looking for like they're looking for a terrorist. I'm so I'm so glad that I got. I <laughs> oh got my, my God! I had my uh, I had my uh, uh, property manager. You know, he was. You know, he's. He's a hardcore local, and he just went downstairs and was like, "Loke dog." Yeah, he just, he just, he just played amnesia. He was like, "Huh? I don't know what you're talking about." 
Oh, there's some what? No, yeah, no, no. There's nothing here. Everybody's everybody's sound asleep here. It's only students here. Dude, and why do you up. why do you think that flies so easily in the Philippines? Like, I feel like when you play that card in the Philippines, it it just flies. It's like when I, I when think, you play that dumb, almost yeah, like, like that dumb lost. foreigner, like that lost. <laughs> it's like it's like there's what you're talking about there's there's like some kind of filipino passive sympathy that clicks in that just allows it to be like okay well this guy is this guy doesn't know what the hell he's doing so we're just gonna let him really don't know what happened all right well let me fill you in (laughs) let me tell you what's going on here yeah you keep keep an eyeball out and yeah thank god for my for my guy because he knew exactly what we were doing and he knew that he did not want any heat on that building so yeah, yeah i mean Granted, I did make a miscalculation. I did think everyone was in their in their beds. Where the bottle hit, where the bottle landed and exploded, there were people drinking right in the front of me. So that's that was the that was the game changer. That was the one. Uh, yeah, the the fact that you almost hit someone. Yeah, the fact that one of those glass shards may or may have not flown into somebody's glass of beer may oh have been my the, god no way may have been, well i'm just guessing i'm guessing oh, that well, thing, i thought that was that a serious thing, claim that thing almost disintegrated once it landed it it, it you know there were parts everywhere i would yeah. not be surprised if i mean what, is, what do you have like a 10 10 story building it's uh uh it's only three stories but it's about <laughs> yeah it's about uh maybe 30 40 feet, maybe 50 yeah. feet in the air. So it yes. definitely got a lot of velocity. And, I think it's just uh, one of the taller buildings in the city. So it in that area, in that area. Yeah. So it kind of it towers, it, kinda, it towers. Yeah. That was not uh well, you know, every, every, every bad decision is, uh, is always made without the explicit thought of what would happen. But um, you know, looking back dude, on it, every every bad, great every great yeah, dude, every great story starts with a bad decision. Oh yeah, absolutely, <laughs> it was a horrible decision. But you know what? I mean, it really did make the night a lot more interesting. You know, what I mean, it was it was really so interesting. I loved it. It was so amazing. And then um, Gabby got stuck with us. Oh my god, that was dude. Yeah, we so were we had a celebrity. Oh my list. god. <laughs> Oh dear. Well, yeah, that was that was gnarly. COVID. That was gnarly. We like had all had to hide in different rooms within the dormitory. Yeah. That was so gnarly, bro. Oh man, that was oh my god. That was well, sick, dude. That was sick. Well, you know, of course, sometimes sometimes you can't you can't guess the repercussions. You could only make the bad decision. Mm-hmm. It's better to ask for forgiveness than ask for permission. Exactly, exactly. I mean, you know, me and the neighbors have been really cool lately because, uh, you know, I've been uh, I've actually been um, going through a lot of, um, you know, a lot of the things that my mom had sent from America. What we've been doing is we've been going through it and selling it. And, you know, the neighbors come by like every even right now, Friday, Saturday, you know, we're out in front of the building, you know, just doing the straight ukai. And you know they love the deals. They love they love the negotiation. The steals and deals, dealing That's and what wheeling. They're, they're loving it. I mean, I all of the kitchen, the extra kitchenware that we've had, they snagged it all up at a rock bottom price. So let's go. Not they are not upset at all. They are totally Dude, cool. flourish with the community, bro. You know, I mean, that's. I think 
that's Love one of it. the main things that um I think that's one of the greatest things about Dumaguete is that once you harness that you know community relationship, man, they they really embrace it's like it's that, it's that southern hospitality. They just really embrace it and they embrace you and they embrace what you're doing and they support what you're doing. And you know these were strangers. These were strangers, like you know, not too long ago. But now they, uh, you know, they've they've done uh, they've they've done me a great service, and they've been they've been doing very very well and being very very supportive. So I couldn't I could not be more blessed and um, you know enjoy this this ride that's that's going on right now. It's it's, it's absolutely and, amazing. and you know the you know the number one rule in the island life, bro. Mm-hmm. The island life number one rule is respect the locals, right? Because the locals, I mean, it's an island. It's you know? I mean, right? They they know nothing more or less, and that's their that's, home. That's right? their entire life. That's their that's home. Their, that's everything to them, dude. And honestly, we almost learned the hard way. Like, you know, mm-hmm. coming 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 in from America to a small little island to this little university. This was before you know the big boom mm-hmm. within the city of uh, it being posted on Forbes for retirement mm-hmm. city and uh, oh, yeah. just the the international school just getting way more recognition. Um, but so within that time before then. You know, like I was a hard headed kid. I, you know, mm. I think we both can say that we've done some oh, yeah. crazy like we at, at oh. some point at one point going yeah. there to that island. We did not respect mm. the locals. Right. And we yeah. we we learned real quick. We got our, we all you know, we almost got literally killed, dude. Holy shit, Nate. You got Oof. a great story. I don't know Oof. if we should go oh, all yeah. the there. But well, like, you know, it's a, it's it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's simple. It's really simple, and it's a it's it's a cautionary tale for anybody who a you know. It, it doesn't tale. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's not just for anybody who's just visiting a foreign place. But you know, you've always gotta you've always gotta respect your universe. You gotta respect the place that you're going. You gotta Absolutely. respect the locals. You gotta respect the culture. You gotta respect the tradition. And right, uh, you know, right. when I came out here initially you know i came i came out to the philippines in uh 2000 the end of 2006 the beginning of 2007 and i came here with that okay new york attitude you know um and i had primarily lived in you know a very urban environment so a lot of my friends were african-american jamaican you, you were you were from brooklyn new york or what part no, of new york were you long, in? long island new york long island that's right that's yeah. right i knew it was either yeah yeah, yeah. it okay. was you know and um a lot of a lot of my friends came from those really really rough areas and it's it's I, I don't like to say that it's ghetto because i think that's a that's the wrong word to use right right i agree it was an, it was an impoverished area you know just a less fortunate had, part of town <laughs> yeah places where education wasn't valued over some form of money making activity or you know the sense of community you know was primarily in a very violent area or you know right right the, you know it, it there's a lot to it you know play, yeah there's a lot there's so many layers to it and you know when people it's like an know, onion like an ogre oh my god so many layers and people tend to forget you know especially you know i i i have sympathy for those people that have never had to grow up in these types of environments and don't understand why people do those things like you know when why do people join gangs? Like, well, you, you got to remember a lot of these people are growing up in homes that have single parents. And sometimes those single parents don't uh, don't have a fortunate enough position to, you know, have a good paying job or uh, addicted to drugs or, you know, gang affiliated. And, you know, when when you grow up in a hostile environment and you see the people on the street and those people show you love, it just so happens that those people 
you know, are, you know, labeled by society as criminals, it's difficult to tell that person, well, you should just go and get an education. You know, you should Mm -hmm. go and do this and do that. It's like, well, you got to remember these guys on the streets, you know, how are you going to tell a kid who's got a grandmother to feed and, you know, has got to pay the bills in the house to go to work at McDonald's for like five, $6 an hour when he could easily go sell some drugs or, you know, sell a gun or rob somebody and have the month, have the house paid for six months. Hell yeah. Refrigerator. It, it, it's, it's tough. There's just no argument there. It's, it's just really, it's, it's just a, a lack of understanding position. really. Yeah. It's this is such a, hard, a diff- it's such a difficult position to be so in. How, how did you find yourself crossing the pond to the, to do to do Maguete to the Philippines? Like was it for so Silliman? Yeah. So I went, so of course we, we, we all met in Silliman. So when I went, well, initially I went to UP Diliman. That was, Let's that was there for six months see. in Manila. And I couldn't, I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that, dude. (laughs) Yeah. I actually, the first six months of me being in the Philippines, I went to UP Diliman and it was in Manila. Dude, props to getting in. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, it was, I was lucky because I had aunties who, you know, who were friends with, uh, you know, you got the, you got the hookup. I had that. I had the nepotism to 150%. Nepotism to, to the max out there. Yeah. And I was there for six months and it just, it didn't feel right because one, um, a lot, you know, Tagalog was not my strong suit and, it just felt too much like New York and, mm-hmm. you know, with my attitude and the people that I was hanging around, it just didn't, it didn't fit. So then eventually my mom said, yo, just, just go to Silliman, you know? And I was like, oh, I thought I was already at Silliman. And she was like, no, 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 no. You're at Diliman. You should go to <laughs> Bro, that is like, hilarious. I can I understand like, oh. that. I was like, all right. As and a then, fresh yeah. American, the, the difference is so subtle. It's so subtle. You're, you're not even going to be able to, I can see how you did that. And, I, and you know, when I, when I first came out here, I was like, oh, man. And, you know, my brother was already out here, and he had already had a group of friends, some of them foreign, some of them local. And he just kind of just dove me right in. And I remember the, the day I landed, he said, yeah, we're going to go have, uh, you know, it was already lunchtime. It was about one or two in the afternoon. I hadn't eaten anything. And he was like, yeah, we're going to go see some friends. And yeah, put down, put down a couple of long necks at, uh, hey, at, throw a, them back. at a local. Man, hard, hard. Hey, put them back one time, huh? You oh, put them back and, one time. And that, that was my first, that was my first interaction with, uh, with Tanduai. And that thing was, uh, uh, that was, oh man, I didn't, I didn't know what, I didn't know what to expect. Tanduai is a know, local rum. Oh yeah, that local and you know, you know what's funny? It's actually the world's leading uh selling rum. I think for like a couple of years now. And it, I think it that's baffles, just volume, bro. It baffles my mind because I'm like, okay, well, what is the it like you know, if you went to Google and you asked Google, you know, what is the most popular selling rum in the world? You know, Google will probably look at you like, yo, you don't know. And then it'll tell you that it's Tanduai for some reason. And for some I, reason, it's because it's made in such volume because it's, it's purchased so... for 15 cents per pint. Oh and so God. everyone has access to it to the, you know, and it's, oh, it's I don't know. But that, but honestly, screw that shit. That shit's gnarly. That, that, sh- it is, that shit is oh. not good for the soul, bro. Oh, man, that thing is that thing has destroyed many livers. There is there is very little appreciation when it comes to drinking that drink. 
Oh I, my God. I, I would like oh. to say there's very little to appreciate, I guess. It's, but like, there's, it's just like straight up just to get drunk. It's so, it's like, so, it's like, it's so, so sinful. It's, it's like a really, it's so gnarly, dude. Like you're definitely not doing your body any service by drinking no. water. There's no, there's really no, there's nothing you can do to make that, a, you know. Dude, a, but a I, I fuck with that so hard. The chaser but, water. Yeah. Water oh chaser. That, that's so genius. Yeah. Cause it's, it, it's, it just keeps you, it keeps the balance, you know, it mm-hmm. keeps you from from overindulging it it keeps you know if you have overindulged it brings you back to your equilibrium you know what i mean i mean what would life be without h2o what would life be without indulging what have you been mm. indulging in nate Ooh, recently. what have you been doing well, <laughs> like as in with uh you know with everything going on what have you been doing with your time and indulgence of your time and you know you time know, trade where's your time of, trades <laughs> a lot of my time well um you know my nine to five is teaching english online to like you, mm-hmm. know, kids. you know that's that's but that's my nine to five that's what pays the bills but uh outside of that you know i've just been trying my best to align a lot of the you know different family businesses you know um i'm the only one here you know all of my mm. my siblings and my mom they're all back in the states and oh um, you know they're they're having their own difficult times and you know what i've been doing recently is just been trying to get everything you know up to par everything you know like for example the the past few days what i've been doing is um you know paying down all of the tax in uh you know in piapi so mm-hmm. now piapi is full clear no tax liabilities it's up to code everything go. is good to go i'm so love to I'm see so- it I'm so happy that that's that's now a uh, a a closed chapter, but you're you the know, generation that changes these family, um, you know, yeah, you these, know, these I, fa- these these family trends, yeah. These I don't want to say curses, but you know, every, every there, there's yeah. always the designated person in in a family that you know, yeah, should apply themselves to change. You're absolutely I, right. Good to bro, see I mean. it, dude. Good. Good to hear it, bro. I'm, you know, I'm, just, I'm proud, I'm, to, proud of you. Proud to be friends with you. To to hear you're taking care of that kind of shit. That's all. That's generational stuff that you're taking care of. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I'm definitely probably not going to see the benefits of what I'm doing. But yeah, you're not. The next, the next this generational stuff, bro, is going to be able to benefit from it. So I'm hoping. But that they're they're going to be talking about that keep. Uncle Nate. They're going to be like. Uncle Nate, the six foot five Filipino <laughs> uncle that you have, six foot five, two eighty five. Yeah, bro. I mean, you know, it's 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 kind of hard to think that far deep into the future, but that's a lot of my time has been really thinking about the end because, um, you know, especially with everything that's going on out here, you know, I like to, you know, like whenever I do a puzzle. I work backwards. You know, mm-hmm. whenever I do a maze puzzle, I don't start at the start. I start at the end. And I, I like to think about, okay, well, if this is the end, what do I want to leave? What is the last thing that I want? And I work from there. And then, so it's been easier to put my goals in line, especially when I think of it that way, because if I know where I want to go, now I know the steps that I need to take to get there. So that's, that's been a lot of what I've been doing. So, you know, a lot of the stuff, like uh, even the Ukai stuff that I'm doing right now, which is basically, you know, for, for all the vibrators out there that are uh, it, it not akin to the Bisaya by this point, because if you've been listening to the podcast, 
You've heard some Bisaya thrown around willy nilly. Definitely, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I definitely tried to input some translation here and there, but right. you know uh, so it gets it's, tough. It's, it's basically thrift. So if you, it's 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 like thrift mm-hmm. shopping. And um, so what I've been doing is uh, everything that my mom sent over from the states. You know, um, me and my girlfriend, we've just been going through it um, one by one, going through the clothes, going through the different types of i mean a whole bunch of glassware i still have not figured out how to sell all this glass but you know clothes different types of uh you know appliances things that we don't really need because of course you know um we we, we've been living in abundance for so long and i think it's it's a crime to kind of lead to keep and hoard things that you don't need that someone else could utilize and you Mm -hmm. know especially a lot of these uh a lot of these clothes you know, my, my, my mom is a certified 100% hoarding master and she's been like 80% of Filipino mothers. Oh my God. I mean, you know, all too well, the, you know, I think it comes from the idea that they lived a life of scarcity. You know, they lived in a time where they may never know when something like this is ever going to fall into their lap. So they've got to hold it, even if it's, you know, it won't be utilized. Right, now. right. Maybe the, someone will use it later. It's probably know? the generation also, because their parents were probably the parents that went through, you know, martial World law II, time, yeah, World War II. Law. And so whenever they did have something, their parents were probably really instilling of holding value to it and oh, you know man. that just transcend probably further as the generations progress it's 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 uh it's 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 nurture that's what it's you know um you know it's it's not it's not nature it's nurture you know over the years you know our parents especially that were raised in the aftermath of world war Two, you know they they knew that oh you know what I made like my grandmother, my grandmother, a perfect example. Whenever we used to go to the buffet and this is when, you know, my mom and my dad were doing well in the state. Well, not well, but they were doing enough so that we could go to the all you can eat buffet every Sunday after church. And Fuck yeah. Yeah. My mom, big ups. my grandmother. Yeah. Big ups to them. They were working hard. Big ups to the parents, dude. Big ups you to know? the the first generation exactly. immigrant parent in, in America. In whatever it took. I mean, they were working for pennies just so that we could get a little ahead and it's uh you know it's it's a blessing because you know if uh, you know if our parents didn't make that sacrifice we wouldn't be able to be the studious minded people that we are today so you know Bet. big ups to them we're it's like crazy to think about because we we're now then a formulation of the generations and like mm-hmm. i was saying we're not only progressing with the generations but we're also changing it and making it better right you know yeah. attend attending to the little things that are our older generations maybe overlooked and didn't want to attend to because maybe it was less tangible of growth or less tangible mm. of understanding, you know, it was you know, more they, like, like, uh, their, what priorities. are taxes? Yeah. There's no such thing as taxes when we have food on the table. Right. Exactly. I mean, like, you know, what, like, what, what, why do I care about taxes? The electricity and the water, are the most important things that we need to make sure right. that we have. And, right. you know, um, you know, bless, you know, bless, bless their hearts. They, they grew up, yeah, in a, bless, in a, in a, bless their hearts. Yeah. I mean, they grew, they grew up in a, in a little bit more of a difficult time, but again, I think, I think we're living through a difficult time too. You know, we mm. have our own challenges. Yeah, this is, this is going to formulate, these times are going to formulate our further generations as well, which is really yeah. interesting. That's something I, I definitely am thinking about as well, considering, you know, um, I'm an uncle now. Um, mm-hmm. it's probably mm-hmm. going to be said every single pod. Um, just 
you know, there's just different things to live for nowadays. And it's just, yeah, you know, dude, it's, it's no, crazy. I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree what if, more. what if kids start thinking that, you know, our mouth that our mouth and our nose are private parts because we always have them covered. Jeez. Man, that is going to be a weird, They're gonna be weird like, world to live oh, in. Oh, my gosh. I saw Brady's nose and mouth. He stuck his tongue out at me at school, and it was so naughty. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, we all like it's it's like imagine the next generation. They're going to be criticizing us because we use the Internet so much. And then it's going to go revert back to, you know, why don't you just read a book? You think, it's gonna, you think it's going to revert back? You don't I think, think it's going to progress like 20-fold considering no, metaverse think, and everything? I think, I think eventually what's going to happen is because it's going to be like – it's going to be like trying to explain to a child what a phone booth is or what the yellow pages are. Mm-hmm. Like eventually what's going to happen is it's – like, it's, like, uh, it's like vinyls. Like remember – I don't know if you remember when the CDs really popped off. When CDs I, I, heard, came, I heard iPods are the new vinyls. <laughs> you, <laughs> yes, you know, I don't even I, I don't even think iPods are still on sale now. I don't even think they're not. Dude. Sale. They're, they're discontinued. Like, yeah, like they're, the, they're the new vinyls. Dude. If you have There's the no, old iPod color, like the one with the round, not edges. even the one that was like it was green. It was like Nintendo color. Uh, the you know what I mean, and it had the rolling wheel, and you could only put like a thousand songs on it. That's like. That's what the that's rolling what it is. wheel. Yeah, you don't remember? They used to have a little wheel on it that on the roll. iPod. Oh yeah, no, oh, it isn't. Original. It isn't. It's not a wheel. It's like a little touchpad fr- yeah, circle, that, that, right? I mean, that's. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, that's what I meant. I was, but it looked like a wheel. It looked like yeah, a wheel. yeah, yeah. It, didn't, it didn't move. It was just a dude. Touchpad. That touchpad oh. was ahead of its game. How that how was freakish game. was that ability to like? touch a like surface and to like scroll. scroll yeah that was that was the game changer for but they sure look like yeah it was only like maybe five years from that to touch technology and it just kind of just blew it out of the water but i think it's gonna i think the reemergence of physical books because it's like nfts like you know mm-hmm. it's, it's it's like they're whole... making they're making a physical way to show your nft now which is yeah. like theoretically that that theory that you're saying it's just like a, think, a reversion come back to that i think it's going to go back to that i think it's going to go back to you know people are not going you know you, the the age of free information it's going to hit a point where okay well we don't want people to know so we're going to keep some things exclusive so that they could build value for it. Just like what the diamond industry did for so long. You know, they were telling mm. people, well, we don't really have a lot of diamonds. So I hope know, that's that doesn't happen. Dude. <laughs> I mean, I, I really, really hope that the next generation appreciates the, the, the level of concentration you needed in order to finish a book, because I think, I think that's lost now. You know, especially mm-hmm. with how fast right. things are moving. I mean, you, are you, I know you remember Vine, and you remember how it was like a craze for a while, but then it died. But then look what happened. Look at what's happening now: YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. It's all about TikTok is to- literally Vine and Instagram put together. Exactly, and I think that's what's gonna. I think that's um, eventually going to hit a point where you know. Everybody wants to know what you're doing, but nobody wants to spend an hour, you know, 
understanding the nuances. They just kind of want to go straight to the highlights. They just want to get to the good part. It's always and, straight to the highlights, always straight to the good parts nowadays, yeah, dude. It's the craziest, most unhealthy way of going about shit. Dude. Yeah. I mean, listen, granted, it is great for business. You know, that's what I use for the business, you know, especially when it comes to, uh, especially the Ukai business, when people want to understand how something works, like the 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 greatest and most um you know really effective sales that i've been able to do is basically showing somebody how something works like for example we have a buttload of infrared ovens i don't know if you remember those new wave ovens that it was it, it was a home shopping network thing and you know my mom loves home shopping network that was like her that was her swag that was her like like you asked about Home Shopping Network stuff, she could tell you what time it came on, what the installment payments were. That was she like was, original Amazon. That was the original. Like, if you don't know what Home Shopping Network is, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta stop looking at the screen. And you just gotta, gotta stop watching some TV at two in the morning. That's what you need to do. <laughs> like, and I'm not talking about satellite TV. I'm talking about regular cable television. You gotta put. You got to go to the channels where I don't know. I don't know if that's still there. Do they? I don't think so. It's probably not. And I don't know, dude. I don't. I haven't. I couldn't even. I couldn't remember tell you the last what's on time TV, I. To be honest. Yeah, me either. I couldn't tell you what's on Netflix. To be honest, I just do YouTube dives. Oh man, I'm There's telling some, you, you're, you're missing out, dude. Netflix has some good stuff. Well, you know, there are some things like don't look up. That is something that I've got to check out. I've I've heard a lot of good things about that. But okay. You know, for the most part, um, you know, I try my best to stay away from, uh, you know, I try to stay away from the the chasms of, uh, you know, popularity, you know, like it's mm -hmm. if a whole bunch of people are doing something. I try to stay away from it because I, you know, I, I like the fact that I grew up in the age of piracy and that hmm. it became such a norm. It became such a norm to, you know, uh, you know, watch bootleg movies and stuff like that. And right. you know, I, I, you know, me personally, I'm a big, big firm believer that if you love a movie and you, you, you really support your actors and you support the people that are in the movie and it, it could be everywhere from like the, you know, the sound technician or, you know, the people that do the CG, you know, pay that fee because that is feeding families, you know? So, um, you know, like, yeah, granted, do I like watching Netflix? Not really. But I do love supporting those actors that are making those Netflix movies. And you know what I mean? If I gotta, if I gotta, you know, pay seven ninety nine for it every month, I mean, it's, it's no sweat off my back. No, you don't. You don't have to pay that, man. There's a, there's definitely ways to get around that for sure. <laughs> no, 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 there's you, absolutely ways. I know you know how to get around that. In the oh, age yeah. of piracy, guy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You could literally be paying fifty pesos. <laughs> yeah i think it's like 150 pesos it's like three there's there's some guy account. that's there's some guy that just like buys a bunch of these family plans netflix accounts and then sells login information yeah no, <laughs> to no, them. definitely a couple yeah like that. that's absolutely true that's a but, business know, I mean, model out there for sure yeah i mean yo it's a big business model yo people are actually not even people that uh host servers and all they do is just uh you know pay that pay that fee you know rip the movies from uh netflix or disney or you know whatever other streaming services there are and then just puts it on that server and gets the views gets the likes gets the shares you know and then get advertisers to pay for that that little 
that little, uh, you know, digital real estate. What are you, what are you diving into right now on YouTube? Um, a lot of what I've been diving into is a lot of DIY stuff. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I've been, I've been working really hard on, um, all, so there's a, there's something that me and my girlfriend are going to be starting and it's, uh, it's, it's called altered. And the idea is to take, um, you know, regular items. It doesn't matter what it is. Ukai Ida. Well, it all started because, um, you know, I, you haven't been here for a while, but what I've been doing is I made a, I made an oath to the universe to, to not support the fashion industry anymore and not buy any more clothes from like brick and Let's mortar go. stores. And what I've been doing is I've just been making my own stuff. I mean, everything from, you know, shorts to ponchos and hoodies and, yeah, you know, for so, sure. I'm with so, it. So, yeah, that's what we've been doing. So, um, that's what the Steezy Hippie was all about, bro. Oh, yeah. You know, um, actually, a lot of the inspiration came from Steezy Hippie because a lot of it was, you know, yeah, I, I don't know if this was your idea, but, um, you know, the textile industry is a massive industry and they contribute a lot. Number of three polluter, dude. The massive ways. And I found out that a lot of these luxury brands, you know, when things go out of style or when they burn, are, they burn, savage. they destroy and burn. They're these savage. Things. Yeah. And it, it, it baffles my mind because, you know, especially now with the typhoon, you know, you've got people out here that don't even got a shirt to cover their, their, their nether regions. And you're out here burning pants and shirts and you could be giving them to like these people that really need them. Like you, like what, what's Fendi and Dior to someone that doesn't have, you know, a piece of cloth to cover their, to cover their gonads, like, like, and you're out here burning things like, come on, man, that's, yeah, that's not right. Just so that you could keep the price of your, your, your bags at thousands of dollars so that the rich and the elite, you know, like the rich yeah. and the elite people, they There's... don't even buy that stuff. Honestly, to be, <laughs> they to don't be quite honest. The only people and, that buy it are the people that want to seem rich and elite. Yeah. But you know, we're you know, it's, there's there's not much we can do. You know, fight, yeah, fighting such a, a giant. But yeah. what we can do is stand for what we you know believe exactly. in and and and, that's what and spread about. the love, right? Exactly. And, um, I'm, I'm hoping that altered gives people a different perspective on what to do with their old shirts and their old pants and you know um what right. i've been trying to do is i've been trying to find local merchants local seamstresses local cobblers and i know i know a couple people that do that are doing what you're doing and um i'll send them your i'll send you their information and i'll link yeah, you guys man. up uh he's he's big in this world yeah. um it's it's actually quite popular now to repurpose and repatch and put everything yeah, together. Rescue, nowadays, so. rescue, rescue this stuff from ending up in landfills, man. Give it a second chance. Give it another, give it another like perspective. Give it something like what I've been doing recently. Let's go. I love this passion, Nate. Yeah. Come man, on. I'm, Come you know, on. It's, it's, uh, you know, this oath with the universe, man, I'm not trying to break it. You know, I've broke a lot of promises in you. my life. And this is something I'm not trying to break. You know, I told, like I told my girlfriend, I'm like, yo, I'm not buying no more clothes. If I got to make, if I'm going to wear something, I'm going to make it. I'm going to, I'm going to fill it with beautiful colors. And, you know, like I told her a lot of the times, like, you know, I hate that women and babies get such dope designs. Like, I don't think you, if you've <laughs> ever looked at babies clothes, they always get dope characters and dope 
like onesies, <laughs> and I'm like, yo, why not me? Like, that's why I straight up shop out of the women's aisle nowadays, bro. I have so many articles of clothing that are women's colors, clothing. Man, I'm like, oh yeah, I, the patterns. I don't know how I've lived my entire life with just these very solid bland colors and it's so sad that it's just like man women always get the best patterns they get the best colors and i'm like ah oh, it's not fair and you know that's what i'm trying to i'm hoping that you know my good example our good example it changes how somebody thinks so instead of going to a store and giving a thousand pesos to this large corporation that doesn't care about your dollar give a thousand pesos to your local seamstress so she could feed her family and send her kids to school hear this man use your ears to hear this man it's you know it's uh yeah it's tough and people yo i got i found this lady up high high in the mountains near the geothermal plant in valencia and you know we were talking to her about, you know, doing some work because of um, I'm trying to make like slippers and shoes and all of these things. And um, she was telling me, you know, heartbreaking story. Like, you know, her son uh, got into this wicked, wicked accident. So he has like a brain injury and oh husband, husband recently had a heart attack. So he's like, he's kind of like a little immobile. And then, you know, like, like they live in the mountains and, you know, I was trying to secure a contract to say, listen, I wanted to make some bags. I wanted to make some slippers and all this stuff. And she was telling me, she was like, like, yeah, I'll do it for like 30 pesos a pop. And I was like, it blew my, like, you're, you're willing. To you got to give, you got to, you got to let them think that and then give them 50 per pop. Oh, bro. I'm giving her five. I'm, I'll gladly give her 500 pesos to make me one pair of shoes because I know where that money's going. And I know right, that right. it's she like she's not going to sit there and be like, oh, wow, I got 500 pesos. Let me go blow it. No, she's going to buy medication for her kids. She's going to put it away so that God forbid yep. when bad things happen, she's got a little cash put on the side. And I'm like, man. And then, you know, I'm driving down and I'm like. 30 pesos a bag, 30 pesos a chanilas, a slipper. Yeah, slip that's, I was like, yeah, man, it's, it's crazy. Um, you know, I'm, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that it's almost, it, it's almost illogical. Realize. It's almost illogical yeah, to shop these fast fashion, these, uh, you know, you know, like high fashion. And, you know, they just opened up a unique low here. In, oh, uh, in, no. And I remember the day of the opening. Um, because I was going to Robinson's, I had to get ready to see a bunch of Unico plastic bags everywhere. Oh bro. my god, it did, it, it did not, it didn't even leave the parking lot. As soon as like I was driving, and when I parked, all you see in the corner are Uniqlo bags, and I'm oh, like, Oh no, Jesus Christ, like man, you couldn't even, um, you know, a million billion dollar industry like that, billion dollar company, and you couldn't switch to paper, like it's too hard to get paper bags, like. I buy paper bags for the ukai. You can't buy paper bags. They should just mandate that, honestly. As a, they should just mandate corporations that come into the island to use some kind of renewable. So, there. I mean, they're like the way I see it is, it's it's a very simple design. It's a design made for someone who doesn't want to go through the process of, uh, you know, trying to, you know, trying to. Oh, so that's it. I said, I mean, that's everyone in that transcends to the sheeple mentality. Everyone is just, 
you know, oh going God, going with it because they don't want to have to use their ma- you, they don't want to have to use their mind, right? They don't want to use their mind. They don't want to use their brain. They they don't want to explore. You know, what I mean, like I love you know a lot of the things that I've found a lot of enjoyment with recently, especially going through all of these uh, these items of clothing. Mm-hmm. Tell me, I'll please. Find these patterns, and I'm like, wow, it's like a blanket, or it's like something. I'm like, wow, this is an amazing pattern. I'm about to turn this into a romper and then into you know, a romper bro is yeah, that seriously bro, what been, you're thinking bro i've been yo like <laughs> Nate, I you are so fucking cute bro i've oh literally been putting so much effort into making adult size onesies like you like i'm telling you right now i'm you're gonna so come not back surprised bro and you're oh my about gosh. to see me in a full-size onesie with butt flaps <laughs> it's not a game i am working my not ass off game. to make this a reality i'm trying you're to turn ass off to get your ass out reality like i am trying to never wear underwear ever again like i'm trying to make dude this honestly thing. underwear is one of the places where i see myself constantly spending as a brand new resource coming into my life you know what i mean like <laughs> Uh, like hats and underwear are the only things I buy brand new. Everything else is thrifted. I haven't bought anything brand new or like, you know, mm. everything's typically thrifted in my life. And it's been that cool, way for, man. it's you're, been that way for years, but saving, like underwear, from a landfill. underwear is, and hats are one of the things that I can't succumb to buying secondhand. Obviously, but I want to, I want to, I want to make some underwear. I think that's the play. Yeah. I've been, I've been actually making um, boxers and they've been like, uh, and man, super comfy. Some of the material, obviously though, like it's tricky because you've got to be very, very careful with the material because sometimes if the material is really old, it rips really quickly. And, um, (laughs) you know, I've had some, yo, you don't even know my first, my gen one romper, um it tore right down the middle and butt cheeks out and i was like man it was during a, it was during, it was it was during a gabby gathering so i had to oh you had to excuse yourself i had to well you know it was cool everybody was cool everybody everybody said i had a nice butt so it was it was flattering oh yeah everyone knows that you know what i mean so it was and then you know my gen 2 my yo my gen 2 romper i actually made it out of a whole bunch of white t-shirts and bless the 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 seamstress the way i explained it she got was it, it like right 77 white t-shirts it was like uh it was about 7 it was about 7 white t-shirts yes, let's it go about 7 white t-shirts to do it but i mean you know a lot of it stems from the fact that i was just tired of going to a like you know it it all happened like two years ago, right after you had left. Um, my my girlfriend invited me to like uh, a par. I forgot what it was for, and she was like, "Yeah, well, we kind of kind of wear pants." And I was like, "You know, I'm I'm all about that like <laughs> pants pants life." And I was like, "All right, cool." And I I was looking through my stuff, and I was looking through my dockers, and I was like, "Oh, this is kind of heavy." The materials, like you know, dockers, they're thick material, and I was like, "Man, it's gonna be too hot. I'm gonna die." And then I saw this, yeah, I saw this really thin blanket, but it was in a mandala pattern. But I was like, man, this pattern, this cloth is so light. It's so breathable. And I just started from there. And I was like, you know what? Um, it, actually, the inspiration came from uh, one of those pants that you had had. I forgot. It was a, uh, it was a, uh, it was like a bohemian style. The, the harem pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I want to kind of take that 
I want to take that and I wanted to see if I can make it into something that, you know, it's kind of, yeah. Those are barely pants. No, barely, those are, barely. Those are, those are just like, uh, cloths draped in opposite directions <laughs> to to stay together. <laughs> well, and what it's happened like was, yeah, I, I, I went to the seamstress really quick. I gave her a pair of my dockers. I gave her this beautiful mandala pattern and it was, that's the way to was, do it. it Get her to deconstruct or reconstruct. Yeah. And she put it together and it was just mm. amazing. And I was like, yo, this is, this is it. This is, that's when I made my mm-hmm. pact with the universe. And I said, listen, I am not going to buy anything ever again if i need to if if i need to if i need something the universe is going to find a way to provide it for me and so the same thing happened to me like right before i left i got into making clothes as well because me leaving i obviously had to purge a lot of my stuff out you you know Mm -hmm. how much clothes i had and uh how i love clothes and Mm -hmm. uh the hawaiian t-shirts i didn't want to waste all the hawaiian t-shirts and give them away because they were all high quality t-shirts and they all Mm -hmm. had sentimental value to me yeah and so i would i got two t-shirts or two of the shirts and got a seamstress to basically make one hawaiian t-shirt pattern on the front side and another t-shirt hawaiian t-shirt pattern on the back side and um yeah dude it was sick and after that i felt the same way i was like i don't want to buy any more clothes i just want to literally make and repurpose because it's so easy to get someone to deconstruct and reconstruct just following the same uh, shape of every uh you know whatever whatever pieces yeah you know you don't you don't have to do so casual you don't got to do no you know just follow the same pattern and you know hopefully you know my hope is that our good example, you know, it gives somebody who's out there and, you know, they're kind of struggling with this whole identity thing. And they're kind of like, well, I want to have my own identity and I wanted to express it with my clothes. But, you know, I also, I, I don't want my friends to think that I'm like, I'm broke and I can't do anything. Well, you know, or like, I, you know, I, I want my friends to think I'm trendy too. So, you know, a lot of that forces a lot of these people to be like, okay, well, I'll shop here because my friends shop here. And, you know, I'll shop here because I know if I buy these clothes, I won't get criticized. And I think, I think hopefully with our good example, you know, people start to realize, you know, your expression is a you, You, you're expressing who you are. And if someone is going to criticize you for how you feel or how you think, then you maybe that person doesn't deserve to to have your time and have your energy, you know. Absolutely, and I mean, with all that said, what would you say to the vibrators if you could tell them anything? You know what I mean? Like with with that said, in the way that you want to model yourself to everyone, but unfortunately, we you know we don't have the luxury and the pleasure to be able to. I wish we had a live stream on you. That'd be sick. Yeah, always, really. just watch <laughs> Nate. Always, almost, that'd be sick. Almost, but like you know, almost, so. Almost you know what's your claim what's your stamp if you were to say something and say Mm -hmm. it to all the vibrators and all the ear holes out there that could hear this you know Mm -hmm. this going out there for everyone forever what's Mm -hmm. you know what's you know what's that claim that you that you know at the at the at the end of the day and and let them let them know where they can find nate right let them know (laughs) uh on ig where they can find you or uh, whatever other tags and or other ways oh, you yeah, want them to reach yeah. you if they have ideas or ways anything to share with you, Nate. Course, Let them know how course. to reach you. Absolutely. Well, you could find me on IG, Gentle Monsters, No Vowels. 
And, um, <clears throat> you know, my, my whole stance as of right now, especially my pact with the universe is approach everything with a sense, a sensibility of empathy and love, because that that's, that's all it takes to really look at something and understand the, you know, the true nature of all things, you know, like just approach it with some love and empathy and, you know, don't, don't ever expect anything in return. Don't, don't think that, you know, somebody is, is, is entitled to give you something, give and don't expect anything back. And, you know, love is going to find its way. Happiness is going to find its way to you. You just got to make sure you give as much as you get. Hell to the, yeah. Love that Nate. Thank you Vic, so oh, much, man. dude. I wish, we had, I wish we had five hours, bro. Bro, honestly, you've inspired me. I want to start drawing these out longer. I feel like, I think, I think. Um, it's just, it's just the beginning, bro. It's just. The I, I and with it's your voice and bubbly. your and your bubbliness, we we gotta get you your own mic, dude. We <laughs> we gotta get you part of the the We Made It Media Group, and we need to get you a a, a your own podcast, your own channel of a sort. But we'll talk gonna, off we'll, pod. We'll tell, yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. All right, vibrators. Thank you so much for tuning for another episode. Nate, thank you so much, brother, for getting on love, this episode. Brother, love, brother. All love. Love you, vibrators. Peace, Nate. Peace. What's up, vibrators? If you vibe with that episode and you vibe with the pod, go ahead and put five stars on that Apple podcast rating. And go ahead and put a comment on that Spotify. And go ahead and follow me on Instagram, and we can uh, DM each other, and maybe you'll be on the pod. Love you for it. And on the bio of the Instagram page, you can find the link to the Anchor FM if you'd like to support even further. Love you for it. Love you. And as always, thank you to Freddie Leaf for keeping the intro vibration funky, fresh, and original.